Welcome to the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 8, verses 27 through 40. He arose and went, and behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was over all her treasure, who had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, and was reading the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you are reading? He said, How can I, unless someone explains it to me? He begged Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture which he was reading was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before his shearer is silent, so he doesn't open his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip, Who is the prophet talking about? About himself or about someone else? Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, preached to him about Jesus. As they went on the way, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Behold, here is water. What is keeping me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stand still, and they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, and the eunuch didn't see him anymore, for he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus. Passing through, he preached the good news to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. All right, we're continuing on here in Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 27. He arose and went, and behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was over all her treasure, and who had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, and was reading the prophet Isaiah. This guy was a proselyte to Judaism, having come to Jerusalem to worship. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Verse 29, the spirit said to Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. Apparently as Philip saw this guy and what he was doing, the Spirit tells him to go over and approach him. Ever been nudged by the Holy Spirit to approach a stranger? It can be awkward, right? But always worth it. I was on a run the other day and saw some Jehovah's Witnesses on the bike path passing out tracks. I was drawn by the Spirit of God to approach them and ask some questions, as well as share a brief and simple testimony of my conversion story from a works-based religious approach to God for salvation to a faith-based approach to God by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. I expressed my love and respect for their zeal 
while encouraging them to read the Bible and search for truth. We can all be little Phillips by choosing to make ourselves available and give heed to the directives of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we weigh and confirm them with God's written word. Verse 30. Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you're reading? I love Philip's approach here. He doesn't begin by just shoving the message down his throat. He first asks a question and goes from there. Verse 31. He said, How can I, unless someone explains it to me? He begged Philip to come up and sit with him. Man, was this Ethiopian eunuch ripe for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was seeking in meekness to understand God's word and was asking Philip, an anointed and gifted evangelist of God, to help explain the scripture to him. It's so exciting as ambassadors for Christ when we run into people prepared and ripe for the message of Jesus, isn't it? People open, receptive, humble, and seeking. When the ground has been tilled, others have sown, some have watered, but God has given the growth. When the Holy Spirit has softened the heart and is opening the eyes. Moving on, starting in verse 32. Now the passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before a shearer is silent, so he doesn't open his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Who is the prophet talking about? About himself or about someone else? How providential is this? that the guy happened to be reading from this messianic passage in Isaiah 53, a passage specifically about Jesus' propitiatory death for our sins. God couldn't have teed this up any better for Philip. The eunuch asks about the passage, who's Isaiah talking about? Philip was probably like, well, I'm glad you asked, let me tell you. Verse 35, Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, preached to him about Jesus. Philip's response to the man's inquiry was to preach to him about Jesus. Jesus is always the answer. Moving on, starting in verse 36. As they went on the way, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Behold, here is water. What is keeping me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stand still. And they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him, we see here Philip baptizing the eunuch in the water, presumably in response to the eunuch's profession of faith in Jesus. It appears he was converted to Christ and then baptized immediately afterwards. Verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away and the eunuch didn't see him anymore for he went on his way rejoicing. Notice that the eunuch went on his way rejoicing being converted to Jesus will bring a person more joy than anything else they have ever or will ever experience outside of that relationship with Jesus. I remember when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I was overwhelmingly filled to the brim with peace and unspeakable joy. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1.8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, 
you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. This Ethiopian eunuch had believed in Jesus and was no doubt rejoicing with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. All right, so Philip's work was done there. He had submitted to the command given through the angel and went to the desert place. God teed everything up for him, and in no time, this Ethiopian eunuch was converted. The eunuch will undoubtedly go back to Ethiopia and spread the gospel there, especially being one of the great authorities under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was over all her treasure. His influence would likely spread far and wide. So there was definitely wisdom in God's command to Philip all along to leave the fruitful ministry in Samaria for one individual in the desert. Also, I think God's heart for us is at times to leave the 99 in pursuit of the one who is lost. This is what Philip did for this Ethiopian eunuch. Though Philip may not have understood it at the time, he was leaving his fruitful ministry to the Samaritans to go to a desert place in pursuit of one lost person. One person is worth it in God's eyes. Has anyone ever done that for you? Have you done that for another? Maybe it's hard to obey such directives from God in our own lives. The quote-unquote go out into the desert of Gaza type directives because they are just inconvenient and don't make sense. We see here with Philip as he does the inconvenient thing in obedience and heads out to the desert by faith. God works things out for him and appears to be rewarding him in the end with some measure of convenience. Maybe as a reward for Philip's obedience to unquestionably drop his preaching in Samaria for the desert call, the Holy Spirit beams him away afterwards to his next task. God didn't make him hike through the hot desert from where he came after the eunuch was converted. No, rather he transported Philip away in the blink of an eye. And or maybe the urgency and demand for the dispersal of the gospel was so high, God was whisking him away to increase the availability, frequency, and efficiency with which Philip could evangelize others. When God has at his disposal a useful and obedient vessel like Philip, he'll pave the way for that individual to do what he wants that individual to do, even at times in miraculous or supernatural ways. This is almost like Star Trek stuff here. Pretty cool, God can, in an instant, transport us to wherever he so chooses. Reminds me of Jesus walking on the water in John chapter 6, when the disciples brought him into the boat during a storm, and then immediately they were at the place to which they were going on the other side of the sea. The spirit catching Philip away also slightly reminds me of Jesus suddenly appearing in the closed room after his resurrection to his disciples. All right, let's close out this week's podcast in Acts chapter 8 with verse 40. But Philip was found at Azotus. Passing through, he preached the good news to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. The Holy Spirit didn't beam Philip out of the desert so he could, like, play video games or something. God did that so Philip could continue spreading the good news to every place he was sent. Next was Azotus, and after that all the cities in the region, until he came to Caesarea. I love Philip's obedient and urgent zeal here to fulfill the Great Commission. After the fruitful ministry in Samaria, and then the eunuch's conversion in the desert of Gaza, Philip didn't say, Well, now it's time for a little vacay. 
I think I'm just going to head off to the shores of the Mediterranean and enjoy myself for a while. He wasn't resting on past laurels. He wasn't getting lazy and complacent, basking in the memories of former works, content to quit and call it done. He continued in perseverance, looking ahead, not behind, continuing to pursue the daily call of discipleship in Christ. Jesus said in Luke 9:23, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now let's also acknowledge that ministry can be exhausting for sure. And I'm a believer in sabbaticals when needed, in rest, in a focused, wise, and balanced approach to working in Christ's vineyard, haphazardly being busy for the sake of the kingdom without the Lord's approval and direction isn't fruitful, as the 127th Psalm articulates, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. But what we see here with Philip is a servant with open eyes and ears, ready and willing to engage wherever the Lord sent him. His labor wasn't in vain because the Lord was the one building the house, not Philip. He was merely a willing vessel. Are we resting on the laurels of former works or do we look forward with urgency and obedience to the next task Jesus has for us? Has something jammed our gears to make us stop following our Lord daily? The Apostle Paul urged in Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we'll reap if we do not give up. Philip persevered. Philip reaped a harvest. Many were amazed when they saw him. Seemed hardly human. Did Jesus? His form was so mild, one would scarcely know that he was a man. Oh, bright morning star, acquainted with grief, was Jesus, was not a steel.
That was Son of Suffering from the Adams Road album, Tongues of Fire. I sigh and was satisfied 
that was engraved from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple. This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next week as we examine Acts chapter 9. Grace and peace be with you all.